Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. is the Mofobo Network Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. What is going on, guys? My name is Neil Villapiano, and I'm back here again with another edition of the Mofobo Network podcast here on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this podcast. As always, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen. It always truly means a lot to me. And we have a very exciting topic, as we always do here on this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I haven't really discussed as much. Uh, For those of you that have constantly been listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you so much for all the love and support. It means a lot to me. Um, But if you've been listening to a lot of, you know that I've been talking about a lot of the, you know, more major sports here in the United States. We've talked about Major League Baseball. We've talked about the NBA, the NFL, and also the NHL. But today we're going to be talking about a sport that you can kind of consider that maybe over the last couple of years has started to really become that fifth popular sport fifth popular major sport in the United States, and that is Major League Soccer. So here's, here's the thing with Major League Soccer today. We're going to be talking about their return to play, uh, you know, format, protocol, whatever you'd like to call it. You know, we've talked about what Major League Baseball might do. We've talked about what the NHL is going to do and, so, and also with the NBA last week. But today I wanted to discuss what, the, what Major League Soccer has been planning because what they've been planning – is somewhat of an interesting kind of thing that I think, unfortunately, kind of similar to Major League Baseball, has really rubbed a lot of the players in particular the wrong way. And it's revolved around, you know, tough discussions between Major League Soccer themselves and the, all, the Players Association with Major League Soccer. So here is what we know at the moment as of today, which the time of this recording is June 9th, and it's also the day that the podcast will be out, be out later on tonight, I think around 7 or 8 o'clock. But here's what we know so far. Major League Soccer has a plan to return as early as June 24th. So basically, within the next two weeks, they expect to be out in Orlando, Florida, which is where they're going to have their their games be played. Um, They expect the teams and everybody to be there. Um, So that is what they're doing. They're going to Orlando, Florida, and they're going to be playing – also where the NBA is going to be, and that is at the, um, or at the Disney World Resort. So they, I believe they also have soccer fields there, so they are going to be playing there. Now the question is, what exactly are they going to be doing? Are they going to be playing regular, regular season games? 
or are they going to be doing something different? Well, it turns out that they're actually going to be doing a tournament, like a March Madness, like a, a playoff tournament like you'd see in normal sports. And when I found out that this was going to be the most likely you know, form of play when they came back, to me, it felt like it was Major League Soccer trying to uh, Americanize uh, the sport here in the United States, which I don't have a problem with because I've been a big proponent of if you want to, if you want to expand the sport in this country and you want to expand the league and get more people who are not big soccer fans to watch and get and become fans, you have to make the game make more sense to American fans who are used to, you know, certain, you know, things that, you know, you see in every other sport, you know, with different, with the way, you know, tournaments are played and also a set of rules. I understand there's only so much you can do, but I'm saying, you know, th this is something that they could do. So Major League Soccer is in the position where they feel that they could be the earliest uh, professional sports league in the United States to come back. So if that is the case, a job well done by them. But let me, let me say this. I agree with um, Alejandro Bedoya, and I, I apologize if I pronounced his name incorrectly, but he is a, um, he's a United States national team player who plays for the Philadelphia Union at the moment, and I remember he was on ESPN FC, which is ESPN's um, soccer uh, network. Um, he was on there with Taylor Twelman, and Taylor was asking him about his feelings a couple months, it might have been like about a month ago, his feelings towards, you know, you know, this whole possible playing tournament and the way it's set up. And Bedoya pretty much for the most part disagreed with it and said he felt like a lot of players felt that this has all been, you know, really forced. It's been kind of shoved down the players' throats that either we do this or, you know, no soccer at all. And the players kind of feel like, well, wait a minute, you know, let's not, let's not jump the gun. Let's not try to just force something just so that we can start playing again. You know, there have to be certain conditions that have to be met without a doubt. So in this in this situation, it's going to be a question of can there, you know, is it going to be safe? I think that's the question with all these leads coming back is that what is the protocol from the health standpoint going to look like? And I think that's one of the things that Alejandro Bedoya um, was curious to know. But he also felt like it was very rushed because of the fact that there is still so much unknown with this coronavirus that, you know, players just like in all other sports, are scared to go out and do these things because of possibly infecting themselves, their teammates, particularly their loved ones, you know, all just so that the Major League Soccer owners can, you know, regain some of the money that they've lost so far from this season. And I understand that. I also know that Major League Soccer, unlike the other leagues in the United States, is probably going to take a big hit if, no, if the sport doesn't even have a season this year because – and this is no disrespect to the people that watch the sport. I watch the sport. I've had, I've had a friend that convinced me to start watching this sport, and now I watch it a lot more than I used to. I even watch games in Europe as well, just because I'm that into it at this point. Um, but here's the reality. Major League Soccer would have to do a huge amount of work just to get themselves a position to maybe jump hockey or whoever's in fourth as – you know, no longer being the least popular and watched sport in the United States. Like, there's a lot of work to do. One of the things is, like I mentioned, where you have to Americanize the sport here in the United States. You have to 
in order for more fans who are not soccer fans to kind of relate and maybe want to take more interest in it. Now, we do have, you know, different things where we've had, you know, professional athletes of other sports, you know, take a part ownership, a, a small stock. Uh, James Harden has a small stock as an owner of the Houston Dynamo. And Kevin Durant just last week reported that he took like, it was either like a one or 2% ownership of the Philadelphia Union. So you're starting to see that and that might attract some, some you know, non-soccer fans to say, hmm, you know, what is this league all about? I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go check out this sport, you know, so on and so forth. Um, it did take me a while to really understand and in, in many ways appreciate the sport for what it is. But I also looked at it fairly and said, look, if I was just a, another regular, you know, American sports fan who only watched sports in America and nothing else, I would want to see things that I could relate to that would make it more interesting for me to come and watch. And so again, that's why I said that Major League Soccer has a lot of work to do. And maybe something like this tournament could help in that fact. But again, here's the thing. Major League Soccer, I think, is feeling more pressure than other leagues because of what I just said, where if they don't have a season, not that many people are going to notice. Not as many people as you might think. It, it's going to be something that you don't even see the networks like ESPN or even Fox Sports, who covers a lot of soccer, really talk about it. If it is, it's going to be those private soccer you know, shows that are on these networks that you can only see on YouTube or listen to as a podcast. Like, you're not going to see it on the six o'clock sports center announcing major league soccer is not going to be happening this year. It might, it might, we don't know, but it might be mentioned at least once. Um, but it's not, it's like hockey. It's like the way that they treat it is they don't treat it fairly like football, basketball, and baseball. And that's primarily because those are the sports that have the most popularity in the United States. Now I can argue that, you know, hockey is, is starting to jump Major League Baseball, but that's a topic for another day. The bottom line with this is that Major League Soccer sees a situation where they really, they more than maybe the other leagues can't really afford to miss a season and lose the amount of money and the amount of support that they might get. Are they going to lose fans of the league that are already there? No, I don't think so. Ever, all I've spoken to a lot of Major League Soccer fans of different teams who have said, they want to get, you know, they want to have the game back, but they also understand the significance of possibly not having a season. Like, it could be catastrophic for the entire league itself. It could really, like, result in, you know, long-term problems for the next couple of years. Um, so, Major League Soccer is trying to get there. But the way that Major League Soccer and the owners of these, of these clubs handled this situation was incredibly poor. In many ways, it was similar to what Major League, Major League Baseball's owners have been handling their situation with the MLB Players Association. So much so that now they've gone through about three or four different, you know, um, formats or, you know, schedules or whatever you want to call it. And every single time, it's been mostly a slap in the face to the MLB Players Association. This tournament and the way it was set up and the way it was almost pretty much shoved down the players' throats was kind of like a thing where... The, the owners prevented the players from having a say to say, if you don't, because there was a deadline last week, there was a deadline that the, that the Major League Soccer Players Association had 
to agree or disagree with this. And if they did not do one of those, that then there would be basically like a lockout, so to speak, even though we're already technically in a lockout because of the coronavirus and everything, they would get into a full-fledged lockout and say, we are not going to, we are not going to continue conversations, you know, for the time being because of disagreements between the two sides. And unfortunately for, I think, two or three days, it was that case. Once it got past that date and they announced it, to me, I said, that's going to be it. That might be the death knell for Major League Soccer itself. Because if they can't work out a deal and they are, you know, going to, you know, be sitting out this year, so to speak, and not play, and you'll see other, all the other major leagues at some point come back, you know, unfortunately for a lot of regular American sports fans, they're not going to necessarily know or notice that something happened, and they're not really going to take it into much consideration. So that, so, so again, that's the pressure that Major League Soccer themselves have when it comes to, you know, get, you know, when it comes to wanting to play so that they don't lose any sort of, you know, um, exposure that they may have right now, because they understand that because of the, the, the demographics and how things work in the United States, they know that they're not the most popular sport. They know they're not even in the top three. So for them, they will notice that a lot of sports fans won't even notice that they're not playing. And, and that's a sad thing that I wish wasn't the case, but that's just the reality of being in the United States. Now, if we're talking about it from if the Premier League in the UK decided to cancel the season, that would have major economic and psychological impact on everybody because that's the main sport in that, in that country. Same thing with other leagues like in Italy and Germany and everywhere else. Because that sport is the main sport there, that makes a much bigger impact. In the United States, soccer, and particularly Major League Soccer, is the fifth most popular sport in this country. And I know that with a lot of soccer fans, and even with some sports fans, they may not fully agree with me. But you have to understand that in this country, it's football, it's basketball. It's starting to look like maybe hockey could jump baseball, but right now it would be baseball, hockey, and then Major League Soccer. Even people I've said where I said, there's five major sports in this country. I've had a lot of people say to me, five? No, you mean four. And it's like, no, five, because I personally consider Major League Soccer to be a legitimate, you know, American sports league, professional sports league in the United States. But to the, the typical, regular sports fan here in the United States, it's just not the case. It just isn't the case. And it really, unfortunately, hasn't been. And we've heard numerous times that Major League Soccer and the U.S. Soccer Federation have been about, we are trying to prom promote the sport more. And what they basically mean is that they don't want to just have fans that are going to tune in every four years to see if the United States is playing in the World Cup. They want to have fans who are looking forward to every year a new Major League Soccer season and things like that. And like I said, I would say in like 2015, I wasn't a really big soccer fan. As a matter of fact, I was like a regular American sports fan where I was watching football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. I wasn't really watching soccer. And, and like I mentioned before, it wasn't until my friend who has gotten, you know, huge and he's a Red Bulls season ticket holder. He's a Sky Blue season ticket holder. And for those of you, Sky Blue is one of the teams in the National Women's Soccer League in the NWSL. Uh, it, it, that's what the shorter term is. Um, and he's a big fan of several teams in Europe as well. And he convinced me to start watching and get into it so much so that now I consider myself a passionate soccer fan. 
maybe not to the extent that most other people are, but I've still grown to accept and enjoy the sport for what it is and the league itself as well. I've been to plenty of major league soccer games. I've been to one or two like international games here in the United States. I haven't gone to a game outside of the United States yet. And I'm sure it would be a out of body experience for a lot of people, including myself probably as just a sports fan in general. But again, like if everybody could get convinced, like I got convinced that would go a long way, but I just don't see it being that way. You have a lot of people in different parts of this country where soccer is barely even talked about at all. Nobody even plays it. So of course, nobody's going to know about it and nobody's going to really be that interested. So that's, that's something you have to keep in mind. But going back to this, this whole playing tournament, it's just, to me, like I said, it just feels rust. I feel like Major League, Major League Soccer, because of what we just talked about, they just wanted to get a deal done just to get a deal done. And the Major League Soccer Players Association never has had the opportunity to really make a statement and to really fight. And even during the small couple of days where they were technically in a lockout, they were never really given an opportunity to say or plan anything that made sense. I think that the Players Association, just like the owners, understood the impact of just not playing at all. Um, and this tournament, as much as it's great because it's somewhat of an, an American thing, like you see like a March Madness-like tournament or like what you would see in the NBA or the NHL where it's like 16 teams and it's like a tournament, it, it just kind of looks like – it just kind of looks a little bit pathetic because you think about it, all these players are now getting ready to basically start what you would almost call a second season. Um, and they're going to be playing in this small tournament where it's, I think it's like knockout round. So it might be single elimination because again, Major League Soccer hasn't even really announced like a full plan. They've kind of mentioned it here and there, but they haven't really discussed it um, in greater detail where everybody now understands it. And if I'm wrong about that, I would love to hear from people on social media about it. And I do have friends that will probably, um, you know, give me more of an explanation about what's going on. But again, you know, that's just, you know, what we're dealing with is something that, you know, Major League Soccer, unlike other sports in this country, really feels the need that they have to play. Not just from a financial standpoint, but from the standpoint of publicity, of getting people to, in, to watch the sport and everything. And it's going to be tougher because obviously fans won't be allowed. All the games will be on TV. I think that Major League Soccer has a deal with ESPN. They might do some of the games on Fox Sports. I don't know. They haven't even discussed that yet. Um, with regards to the health, to the health standpoint, this is what we know. There is going to be regular testing for COVID-19 with these players. So it might be up to almost like a day-to-day -day thing, like the NHL was saying, where basically every day players are getting tested for the virus. Once again, I will remind everybody that the question is going to be then, are you, is there a way that you can get tests without taking tests away from people of essential workers, of people that really do need to get tested that are not professional athletes? That is a question that I would like to have answered. And as I mentioned before on other podcast episodes and on YouTube, the NBA has still is still trying to figure that out. Major League Baseball has their own um, place in Colorado where they can get tests. So they seem to have a plan in place. The NHL and the NBA, not so 
much yet. And the NFL, it's kind of just a wait and see approach because again, we won't really know very much until probably August or even, you know, early September possibly as to what exactly is going to go on with the NFL. But Major League Soccer is going to have the same questions be asked to them that every other league in America is being asked to them. And, and it's things like testing. Where are you going to get the tests? Are you taking them away from, you know, people that really need them that are not professional athletes, like I mentioned? Um, how many tests do you need per day? Because, again, it, it, it's not just the players. It's the, people, it's, the, it's, the, it's the coaches. It's the medical staff. It's the statisticians. It's the broadcasters, in a way. Like, it, there's so many things that I feel like are, are just not going to be answered. So I feel like – and they're not going to be answered in, like, a detailed, like, uh, article that you're going to see in the next week or two. It might be something that we won't even know it until we actually get over there and start playing. Like, that's what I mean. And more than any other league, Major League Soccer has a, a massive, you know, and very strict – um, guideline when it comes to the health thing. So they're going to be staying, like I said, in the Disney World resorts, just like the NBA in many ways. But they're not going to be allowed to frolic as much as the NBA says that the players are allowed to frolic. So it's almost going to be just like in an actual bubble where you just can't really go very far. You won't be able to go on the rides at Disney or anything like that. But the NBA, the NBA also said that the players are not going to be doing that either. But Major League Soccer ha seems to have a lot of rules that are more strict than I think other leagues have put it. And also, I believe family members are not going to be allowed to come, uh, whereas in the NBA, I think that it's probably going to be the case where they will allow family members. But in this sense, it seems like Major League Soccer is being a little bit unreasonable, a little bit unfair to the players, because remember, I don't, they're not taking a pay cut. Which, it, which I mean is okay, but at the same time, these players are going to feel like that they're not getting paid a lot to then put their lives at risk and put their loved ones at risk because, again, sometimes you could contract the virus and it might take a week or a week and a half before you really, really start getting any sort of symptoms or anything. Like, it's, again, there's so much unknown with the virus of how it contracts, how long does it really take at times because I think a lot of people have gotten it at different points that we just don't know. So again, that's a cause for concern in my opinion. So those are going to be questions that need to be answered. And unfortunately, with those strict rules, that just makes it even more uncomfortable. And I can sympathize with the players because look, not every player in Major League Soccer is from the United States. A lot of them come from other countries. They might have been able to go back to those countries and, you know, live there for a while. Are they going to have to quarantine for the next two weeks when they come back, if that's the case? Now, we know that a couple days ago, it was actually last Thursday, Major League Soccer approved for MLS teams to go back to having full team trainings as long as their plans were approved by the health officials of Major League Soccer as well as their actual state and things like that. And if they're approved, then they can go back. So I don't think every single team has been able to come back, but I think every team has come back in different capacities. Um, it might be, you know, I know that in New Jersey with the New York Red Bulls, and also with uh, NYCFC in New York, they are given the freedom to do that and to have full team training. And I think that they may have already started doing that. I'm not fully sure. But, you know, you're going to have that. So at least the players will be able to have some practices and get going. Um, but at the end of the day, again, there's so many questions that are left 
that are that are still left unanswered. And we have, from what they're saying, as early as June 24th, you know, you have two weeks. You know, things are going to have to change, like, and, and, and now be announced dramatically over the next four or five days. Like, I would like a lot of things to be announced by the end of this week. And we're talking here today on Tuesday. I would like to hear what happens by Friday if anything has changed. And as of right now, Major League Soccer has been pretty quiet with how they've approached this. And, and it's not good if, they're, if you're talking about trying to have a date as early as this, unless they think that there's still the possibility that they won't have that date and they won't be ready by that point, which again, wouldn't surprise me considering that every other league is looking for a July to early August return date to give them more time to plan everything out. So Major League Soccer, my advice to you would be is that you, if you are really, really big on starting on June 24th and getting that underway, you need to make decisions now. And not only just make them, you need to come to an agreement with the Players Association on everything. And unfortunately, if that means that you have to delay it to like mid-July, then you have to, because otherwise the players are not going to go and you're just going to get into another lockout and you're going to lose the season. Because remember, the sport itself in this country could die from you guys not playing. So you have an obligation to the fans that you already have and the opportunity to gain more fans to try to get this done. And if you're the first league to come back and you're broadcasting games, just like with Bundesliga in Germany, where the first week it came back, it had something like 6 million views, probably from a lot of fans that weren't even soccer fans, let alone Bundesliga fans. You could have the same thing happen to you if you are the first league to come back because everybody says, geez, there's these, you know, major league soccer games. Let's go check it out. Like that's the biggest positive you could have by being, by it being the return date to be this early. But if you are not going to be fully prepared for every single little thing, and I know that that's going to be hard to do, but it also could be realistic because you have to ask health officials and really get the information as much as possible. If you're not ready for that, then you got to delay it. I'm sorry. But if you get to that point where you don't even play because of these certain things, then that's going to be a very unfortunate thing for the league and the sport itself here in the United States. So hopefully things will change. We have no idea. And I, I'm just hoping that, you know, that we, that Major League Soccer is the first league. Because I think it would be very beneficial to them to get that little bit of exposure before other leagues return. And if they're starting June 26th, I mean, June 24th, excuse me, they have more than a month before any other leagues really start coming back and you start seeing them on TV. So they could gain a huge fanship for about a month that could carry on for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Like, it could, like this could be the start of a big, you know, you know, step forward for Major League Soccer and the sport of soccer itself in this country if you could get it. But the plan, the tournament seems, seems kind of rushed to me. I sympathize with the players as I always do. But I'm also fair in saying that Major League Soccer, the players also understand that they need to try to get a lot of this stuff done as soon as possible if they're trying to do June 24th because the sport itself depends on it and the league itself depends on it. And I hope they can come to an agreement where everything is safe, it's put in place, and they can just get back to playing. So hopefully things will be announced over the next couple of, couple of days, basically. And with that being said, that is going to do it for this edition of the Mofobo Network podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I don't talk about soccer enough on here, and I certainly will um, over the next couple of weeks, no question about it. But 
I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. A little bit shorter than most, but you know, again, sometimes it is what it is. But if you want to check out more of the Mofobo Network podcast, tune in, you know, just you know, like or subscribe to it on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you look for podcasts. Just search my name, Neil Villapiano or Mofobo Network Podcast, and you will find it. Also, make sure to go check out the Mofobo Network YouTube channel where I post a weekly video about a big topic that's going on in the world of sports. Tomorrow, at the time of this recording, this is Tuesday. So for me, I would say tomorrow I'm going to make a new episode. So this Wednesday, the 10th, we will have a new video coming out. So I hope you guys check that out. We also have the Mofobo Network Facebook page where you can keep up to date with you know, the new podcast episodes and new YouTube videos that come out so you, so you never miss. Um, but, you know, go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and go like and check out the, uh, the Facebook page as well. If you want to follow me and chat with me personally, go follow my Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and on my Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. Also, I want to make a special announcement. I may have announced it before, but I'll, I'll mention it here again. Uh, as of this beginning of this of this week, I am the official host of the Devils State of Mind podcast, which is a New Jersey Devils podcast. You know, for the sport of hockey. For those of you that don't know, on the Hockey Podcast Network, I just posted my first episode yesterday. It's live on SoundCloud, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. Pretty much everywhere. If you look up Hockey Podcast Network, go look up Devil's State of Mind within it, and you will find it. You will see that episode. I was also on two other podcasts uh, this past week, uh, the Colorado Avalanche podcast, um, Offside by a Mile, and the Caps Chirp podcast, which is the Washington Capitals podcast. I was on both of those as well, so check it out. But yeah, I'm the new official host of the Devil's Podcast, talking hockey and specifically Devil's Hockey uh, for this upcoming season. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So check it out there. Check out uh, our Instagram page at Devil's State of Mind. Check out our Twitter page at, at Devil's State. And also check out the Facebook page, Devil's State of Mind, where with all three of those, you can keep up to date with the new episodes that come out every week. We post one video a week on Mondays. So every Monday will be a new episode. So go check that out. Um, and, you know, go show your support. I would greatly appreciate it. It's, a, it's another, one of the many things that I, I, um, I keep myself busy with. And also, last but not least, go check out my book on Amazon, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Ecstasy. Now, forget about the ecstasy of being a New York Jets fan. So if you're a Jets fan or a football fan or know somebody that's one of the two, or if you just want to show support, Go check it out on Amazon. It's for hardcover and ebook for the price of $19.69. And if you're a Jets fan, you probably guessed as to why I chose that. So make sure you check that as well. But thank you all very much for checking out this edition of the Mofobo Network podcast. And we will see you in the next one. Everyone be safe. Wash your hands. You know, wear a mask. Practice social distancing as best as you can. And God bless.